Lord Christ. Good morning. Bow your hearts with me. Loving, holy, and living God, sit with us a while. Amen. Chapter 24 of Luke's Gospel invites us on an adventure, a reverential walk through the post-resurrection sightings of Jesus. It is a walk in this season of remembrance, a remembering of the stories, a piecing together of the writings, of the law of Moses, the prophets and the Psalms, to tell not only the story of a risen and living savior, but of the commissioning of Jesus's disciples as the fulfillment of his time on earth draws near. We meet the women, Mary Magdalene, Joanna, Mary the mother of James, and a number of unnamed others who proclaimed the risen Christ to the apostles that day. Theirs is a story of faith, of believing without first seeing. Peter, for his part, is sufficiently amazed, intrigued enough to consider the dance of belief. We walk with the two apostles on the road to Emmaus, with them in their inability to see and to their ultimate recognition, their hearts burning at the opening of the scriptures, their understanding. This is a story of encounter both circumstantial and personal, with the risen Christ and what that means for the disciples and to for us. So today's text is a summary of all those moments. We walk into a scene where the two from the road are gathered with the 11 and a slew of companions. We step into a conversation, one already tainted by the omission of the women's testimony. Already those gathered, the witnesses, have lots to talk about, the details of their various experiences. Well, it's into that moment that Jesus steps, and he shows up just like us, scarred, marked from the events of the past days. But in typical Christ-like fashion, he addresses our needs and emotions first. And so he begins, and I'll paraphrase, Chill out, don't doubt or be afraid. Calm your heart, see and touch me, I'm here. And when this seems a bit much for them to take in, hearing the equally balanced emotions of joy and disbelief, Jesus admits his hunger and asks for something to eat. This I imagine he acknowledges is going to take a while. What do you have around here to eat? What I'm about to say next is best heard, perhaps as we gather together around a meal. So while the events of the past few days have been recorded for our benefit, Jesus isn't really interested in the rehashing of who saw who when. And he isn't interested in how, unless it's to declare the power of God. No, what Jesus wants is for us to concentrate on why why he's come and to hear his invitation, the opening of our minds to the mystery of a transformed reality. 
Jesus wants us to focus on the mission, God's purpose and plan. He wants us to remember. Remember what I said about this, this, and this? From the law of Moses to the stories foretold by the prophets, the praise and prayer, the writings of the Psalms. Do you remember the stories, what I said, what you heard and saw, the testimonies? Will you be a witness to it? Are you ready to carry the weight and work of this truth? Because witnesses are called to action. Witnesses are called to serve. On this third week of Easter, the work is remembering. Christ once dead awakened. That is our truth. And each year we hold near the memory of that story. We have to access it today, stir it afresh in our hearts and minds, even as the world and everything around us refutes it. If we've walked through Holy Week, reflected on his last seven words, if we've experienced the call of Easter to resurrection and new life, we must also hear the commissioning to proclamation. If Christ be not raised, then our faith is in vain. Well, folks, we've got something to talk about. We need to think about why we do this remembering, why we tell these stories. So think about for a moment, because I think we should. I think we should spend time considering. Go inside for a moment, push past the distractions of even this moment, this day, to take a brief second and consider this question. Have you, in your own way, not touched and seen for yourself? If that answer is yes, this season of ritual remembrance calls you to hope, to believe and to walk and work toward what we've known, what we've witnessed. Somebody has got to tell this story. Will you be a witness to it? The work of witnessing began then and belongs to us now. Luke's use of the word witness goes beyond the traditional definition. To it, he applies the concept of belief and proclamation. Witness for Luke taps into historical revelation. Ours is a belief supported by the scriptures, a testimony informed by the mission. Luke brings us to this point, the closing of this chapter with these words, you are witnesses of these things. And in doing so places the challenge, the burden, the work and risk of witnessing, seeing and proclaiming with us. As followers of the Lord Jesus, we are called to serve as witnesses to our faith. To be a witness to Christ is to live the sacred mystery, to tell that we have seen, heard and believe in our hearts, the stories about Jesus, the son of God, in this mystical world of faith, seeing is not just seeing. We see with our hearts, not necessarily our eyes, and testify to a truth beyond facts, to things we can never prove. We have been offered and have accepted a life beyond life, a life that does not end. 
African Christian Spirituality as practiced by Archbishop Desmond Tutu helps us to press into this mystical way of living. In this practice, life and religious expression are one. They are two sides of the same coin. The invisible world of the sacred is tied, irrevocably linked with the mundane. Here, there is no separation of spirit and matter, divinity and humanity, heaven and earth. It teaches us to work for the recovery of our spiritual eyes to see the here and now and beyond, the holiness of the whole wide world. While at the same time, cook dinner, laugh with our children, keep a job, play with the dog, work, sleep, bathe and breathe. It is why we can look at Jesus's hands and feet, touch and see the scarred marked man, the one who eats leftover fish with us the one who calls us into a sacred remembrance of a time before. Do you remember the stories, what I said, what you heard and saw, the testimonies? We're called to live into a space of both and, of the mystery of death turned into life, of things seen and unseen to a deeper sense of knowing because witnesses remember, and that remembrance is tied to a source level grounding magic, one we cannot prove, but nevertheless proclaim. Our holy God raised from the dead, the author of life. Our witness can't be measured or even understood, but it makes our ministry, this dream, a mystical truth. We believe it anyway, Anyhow, there is a lot going on right now. Against the backdrop of gun violence, the many murders connected to police brutality and racism, injustice of all kinds, a still raging pandemic, all the right ingredients to stir up a pot of civil war soup. We have the call to resurrection. So though we wake daily to the reality of this compounded grief, tragedy on top of tragedy, the weight of this very real trauma, we speak life. We preach hope in the face of suffering. We press into hope because we are witnesses to and practitioners of a spiritual worldview one of meaning and purpose. We're called to push ourselves past the implausibility of this irrational story. The one about the once dead, but now living savior. To ground ourselves in a scriptural understanding that is imaginative and creative. One that accepts the truth and beauty of our incomprehensible God. The God who is at once hidden and revealed. The God of yes and no, both human and divine, absent and present, here and now. We press into this duality with faithful action, being present to it and seeing past it as we move forward. We can't collapse in the unbelievability of a story. We can't collapse over the loss, over the pain of injustice. We have to witness it, face it, call it out, and with courage, let what we know inform our next most faithful steps. We can't collapse or resign our hearts in fear or despair. God has a plan, but God needs witnesses. 
will you tell the story, the story of faith. Faith is trust in a God who shows God's self broken. It is believing beyond the hope of the veil to the horizon of a third day. It is believing in a Christ who exists as a perpetual homecoming. It is the spirit of revival, of memory of his life in the hearts of his people. That revival, that ongoing renewal is our response to the call as witnesses and it needs to happen for us daily. This is the gospel of Emmanuel, God with us. The gospel of Emmanuel is a history of trust in the presence of God, the glory of hope in a divine encounter and that encounter demands that we bear witness, that we in turn remain faithful to the vision that we continue to tell the story of God's radical love. Will you be a witness to this God, tell this story, and then faithfully act like you know? The disciples are the first witnesses to the resurrection, a resurrection that happens certainly internally, but also in community. We're bound together by this communal experience, one which they went on to affirm and reaffirm for each other over and over again. That truth, what they believed, stood and still stands beyond facts. We are witnesses of these things. We are consistently called to make out of the death before us life. This work is blessed and life-giving and sometimes both tragic and untellable. It defies expression and brings with it a beautiful certainty in its knowing is faith and hope. There is so much out there for us to touch and see, so much of God's dream for us to believe in, and each of us has a part to play in it. Each of us with our own wounds and scars holds the potential to save even a little of the world we inhabit, if only we tell the story. If you haven't yet had that experience, I pray you do. Please know it is not too late for you to grasp hold of the vision, the embodied reality of a Christ who came and continues to walk among us. Today's exploration required a backing up before moving forward. We had to take a few steps back, faithfully review what happened before in order to properly situate ourselves in the climactic chapter of Luke's gospel, where Jesus invites us into the mystery and magic of resurrection and our subsequent commissioning as witnesses. So today, walk with me because this is what we do, right? What we need to do to remember. Walk with me back to the tomb. Let us with the women remember. Imagine Peter's face, what he must have looked like when he first believed. Turn the pages of your mind, feel the earth beneath your feet as we walk with the disciples on the road. And with the disciples in today's text, who bore witness to these things, Jesus's triumph over death and his command to move beyond the story of it to one of life, to believe and tell it. Amen. Amen. Thank you.